and we had the best economy we've ever had. And then one day you have to close it down in order to defeat this enemy. When, when things, things go, wrong, go wrong, knowledge is, is power. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Dollar Bill Laco. We're going to just leave it at Dollar Bill. I think it it helps a lot. It it's drives not quite a dollar, out. but yeah, it's almost, almost a dollar bill. Laco. Almost, almost a dollar bill. There oh, we go. Yeah, I like that. And uh, Dr. Gene Hensler, Doc, you out there? I am. Bill, you've probably had lots of conversations like this in the past week, but uh, I did have one with a, a client who was worried. You know, you you hear on television. Yeah, the market's down. It's going up a little bit. It's probably going to go down again. Should I sell now? And uh, to me, you know, I look at history and, and think about uh, what I would be doing right now. If you if you go back to the tech bubble days, we're talking about 2000. March 24th of 2000 was the top of the market prior to the tech bubble bursting. And um, if you bought on that day, exactly, you, if you took all of your money. Right. And you, put it in the market, what was your return? Your return through today with the, the down uh, market that we've seen would still be about 4.5% or 121% higher than we were at that point. Now, think about what you're dealing with there. 37 times earnings. The price-to-earnings ratio was 37. <clears throat> Long-term average is about 16.5. Where we are today is about 17.5. So... So the bottom line is chances of you have putting all of your money in the market on that day is zero if you'd been a client of ours. That's correct. That's correct. Because you would have been buying up to that price and you've been buying down from that price. Exactly. And when you buy at the high price, you get fewer shares. You buy at the lower price. Obviously, you're using a similar amount of money. So what was the rate of return? Four and a half percent. Annualized? Annualized. Over that period of time. Over that period of time. Can can you find a bond, uh, the safe bet right now, that gives you 4.5%? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. And if you did, you would have to take significant risks. You would have to be buying junk, right. which generally tends to, to operate as the equities market anyway. So... Uh, reality is you can uh, you can invest your money in the All stock right. market and, and, for long and, term. And, uh, we talked before on uh, we were got on air about if we would have bought at the peak of the financial crisis. Yeah, absolutely. So if you would have bought at the peak of the financial crisis, that would have been October ninth uh, of two thousand seven. You would make six and a half percent, six point five seven percent per year uh, for a hundred and twenty one point five percent return. On your investment. So, so the bottom line, if you would have bought at the ridiculously high point in the tech bubble and bought at not the ridiculously high, but the at the top of the market at the Great Recession. Correct. You end up with six and a half percent. That's correct. Yeah, annualized. So, so, and so the minute you start dollar cost averaging over this period of time, that rate of return jumps. And we're, we're, and we're talking to today, aren't we, Troy, when the market is, is yes. down? How much? Yes, uh, 18%, seven, a little over 17%. Okay, so, I mean, um, this is the argument we've always made. If you've got 10 years to put it into the market, dollar cost average in, is that it's, it's pretty much impossible to lose my – there's nothing for sure in life. But we do know that if we put it into the market, we, we really have to have nerves of steel. 
That's true. There's a lot of volatility in equities. And, and you can't be buying at the top and putting all your money at one time, and you can't be selling at the top all at one time. It's impossible to do. Right. Now, Dr. Gene, there's a concept that we've talked about as well, and that's that's uh, dividends. We love dividend-paying stocks, right? Um, the S&P 500 dividend on the whole index uh, at the first of the year was 1.8%. That's the yield from dividends. Today, right. it's 2.28%. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but over the periods that I just mentioned from uh, March 24th of 2000, the price appreciation through today is about 74%. So you're getting about 75%, almost 80% more hey, Troy, just from the dividend. 2.2 sounds pretty good to me when 10-year when treasuries are yielding 0.7. True. And 30-year treasuries are yield 1.3. Right. And, and, think and those of this. are fixed. They're never going to go up. You buy them today and you hold them for 30 years, it's 1.3. Annually. Exactly. You, you buy you buy a thousand dollars worth of common stocks to pay a dividend of two point two. A bunch of different companies. We know what happens is that the dividend goes up, and the price generally goes up. And we don't care if the price goes up. That's correct. But because all we have is rather than staying at two point two percent on our investment, it is going to increase over time. Exactly. So you know the the thing that you have to think about is the uh, the long-term uh, approach that we take, uh, just like I said, from uh, March of 2000, uh, about 74% of that 120, 157% rather, uh, is is dividend. So you got 74% in price appreciation and, and another 83% in dividend uh Paying yeah. you. And historically, if you've taken the dividends and reinvested it into those dividend-paying stocks, yeah, the return just skyrockets. That's exactly right. And that's that's what I'm saying here. You know, you got 74% in price appreciation. The concept of averaging over time gives you 157% just by reinvesting well, it, the dividends. It, it appears to me that what we want to say is now's not the time to sell. Correct. Now is probably the time to c continue to invest in quality stocks and for right now for ones that pay dividends. Absolutely. It's pretty easy. I don't know why people hire us, you know? <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know, they just go out and do this themselves. Why in the world does anybody need our advice? I mean, for Pete's sakes, we just said how easy it was to do. Oh, yeah. The bill you ever trying to promote our business? Yeah. Uh -huh. Why do you have to say this? Shameless self-promotion. By the way, <laughs> you can reach us at 770-429-9166. Oh, That's 770-429-9166. You can go to Hensler.com, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com, and uh, you can click on the experts link and uh, ask a question, and we're, we'll be happy to help you. Absolutely. Um, the reason why, Gene, pretty pretty simply is the emotions get in the way you know it's if you think about it from a pragmatic standpoint of view you've always said it um but i think a lot of people don't understand it till times like this it's not our money so you're allowed to be emotional about your money gene and who manages your money you right and i have someone in our firm who manages my money 
And I have somebody that manages mine. Right. All, because when you're, you know, we're all human. So when we look at our statement and it's down 30%, you kind of go, well, what about this? And what about that? <laughs> and, and even we do the same thing when we're watching, you know, shows and looking at earnings reports and whatever. And you're just, you know, well, I think I'm smarter than that guy. So I'm going to try this. Yeah. And the reality is that we're not smarter than that guy. And when yeah. you try that, you know, because you think you're going to time it one way or the other, it just causes problems where you're just better off riding it out. And most people don't have the mental stamina to do that. And I yeah. don't mean that they're stupid. I don't mean that at all. Oh, just, it's the last thing in the world. Right. I, I think the smarter people think they are, the more they have a tendency to want to sell on, sell, you know, to, to uh, sell low and buy high. Yeah. Because they've done all the analysis, and you know it's what you know paralysis by analysis. I, I just think the biggest thing, Bill, is is that uh, we've spent years and years and years, and I spent many years looking at what worked for the average investor, and we found a it's not a, a miracle system. We're totally brilliant. It's just a common sense approach to managing money given the facts of history. And it works, and it has continued to work. And that the problem is, people get in the way. Yeah, it's our our of their own success. Yeah, that, Bill. The reason that you use somebody else to manage yours, just as you said, uh, no matter how much you know about human emotion, you are still prone to follow it. Yes. And and the the system that we've put together is absolutely one that removes you from the emotional need to make a decision. Uh, we talked about it last week. Uh, one of the active decisions that we always encourage is do nothing. Right. It is definitely an active decision. And we've put together a 10-year rule where you put your money on the sidelines uh, away from the volatility of the equities market for times just like this. So you don't make a crazy decision because you're afraid you're going to lose your last dime and have to eat cat food. Or you need the money. Right. That's the worst. Yeah, the worst thing in the world is to need the money and the market's down 18%, 20%, 50%, yeah. 40%. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, and if you've done, if you've done, caught in that situation. If you've done proper planning, that would not happen. Yes. And proper planning doesn't require. Uh, I was sitting with a potential client not too long ago, and I was explaining how the ten-year rule works. If you think about it, it's 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 not any more hard than uh, it's not harder than than you got so much income coming in, you minus your spending, and you either have positive or negative cash flow. Right. right? It's. I mean, you know how much you bring in, you know how much you spend. It's not complicated. If you have a negative cash flow, well, you got to make up the difference somewhere. So you're either going right. to cut your expenditures or you got to increase your income. And if you can't do either one of those, then you got to pull it from your portfolio. Right. And that's the amount of money that has to be sitting in fixed, safe, secure investments. And, Correct. And in this interest rate environment, you're just going to have to hold your nose. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's, <clears throat> personally, for the last 30 years, I've had her... Hold my nose. <laughs> <laughs> With fixed income, yeah. The, the, well, I don't know. There was a time. I remember you know, working for you way back in the basement when hey, they would come hey, in with hey, T-bills hey, that are where hey, they're Bill? 18%. Yeah. Bill? Yes, sir. I used to be able to say it could only go to zero. Yeah. But you know what? You can get a negative <laughs> return in the story. You know, well, that's true. But, but, I promised. But return. be honest. Be honest, Gene. You don't have to take a negative return. 
Just because well, some people out there are willing to doesn't mean you have to. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, last time I checked, you could just stick it in a money market at the bank. It's not negative. That's true. So yeah. Yeah. you don't have to do that. All right. Well, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll talk some more finance. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.